You're listening to the DoD Be There podcast. I'm your host, Jane Dooley. Today, we're continuing our discussion on building connections in your military community with part two of our series. Stay with us to hear more. The DoD Be There podcast is produced by the DoD Be There Peer Support Call and Outreach Center. Contacting the center is a quick and convenient way to find resources and receive confidential peer support for any type of challenge military life is throwing your way. Be There Peer Support is available 24-7, 365 through chat, email, call, or text at 844-357-PEER. That's 844-357-7337. You can also visit us at BeTherePeerSupport.org. It's funny how two military spouses in completely different stages of their lives can have such similar advice when it comes to military life. Previously, we met Kelly, the wife of a retired Marine and mom of six grown children. Today on the podcast, we meet Brittany, an Army Foreign Area Officer's wife of nine years. She's a mom of two young boys and has a third one on the way. And we asked Brittany to share with us how they've kept themselves connected to their community with as many PCS moves as years of military life. That's right. She's had nine PCS moves in nine years. So hi, Brittany. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Um, So we're talking about building connections and building community and some of the struggles and challenges and successes that individuals have when they're part of the military family and community. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection to the military? Okay, great. Hi. Uh, My husband is in the U.S. Army. He is a foreign area officer, so we do a lot of traveling. We've actually been married nine years, and we have had nine PCSs. Oh, my God. So oh, my God. I, I have moved a lot, and I have a lot of friends, like, all over the place. So we actually just moved from uh, Ljubljana, Slovenia. We were stationed at the U.S. Embassy there. So that was a little bit different in terms of, you know, finding military connections because we were very remote. We were one of two U.S. Army. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, in Slovenia. Um, and we had come from Monterey um, where we he was at the Defense Language Institute um, learning his language. And then now we're actually back in Monterey at the Naval Postgraduate School. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we came back here for, you know, multiple reasons and connections was a big part of it. Oh, interesting. So now of the nine PCSs, have you been mostly here in the U.S.? Have you been overseas? Yeah. So the majority of our PCSs thus far have been in the United States. Um, We've done, I guess, one PCS to Slovenia and one PCS um, back to the United States. But after we get done with MPS, we are looking to head back to um, Europe because he's a European BAO. So most of the rest of his career will be in Europe. Wow, that's a big prospect on the horizon, I guess. Very exciting, I'm sure. Um, And you are a mom? Yes, I actually have two boys. I have a almost six-year-old. He'll be six next uh, Wednesday. And I have a a three-year-old boy. And we just found out we're having a third boy (laughs) at the beginning of February. Oh, wonderful. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Thank you. Connections was a big reason for you moving back to Monterey. Can you just sort of describe a little bit about what you meant by that and and how you came to that decision? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, you know, moving to a foreign country, um, it was awesome. It was the best experience of my life. Um, It was also very challenging because we had children. Um, 
we wanted to come back to a place that felt familiar to our son, our oldest son, because he had started kindergarten um, at the British school in Ljubljana. And we knew we were going to have to move him halfway through um, the school year. And we wanted to come to a place where we knew that people that we had met previously at our other duty stations would be stationed at the exact same time as we were arriving back. So it just so happened that four um, or five of our close friends from other duty stations are now also attending MPS. So um, he had built in friendships, which was awesome with such a huge transition in his life. If you've had nine PCSs, I would imagine you must have some rituals (laughs) or some some good (laughs) ideas or tips on how to make it even more smooth than, um, you know, you know, I wish that there was a textbook answer for this, <laughs> but I feel like every time you move, it's like you're starting all over because your kids are all different ages. You're moving to a different location. Um, I think probably the best advice I could give anyone moving with children or without children would be to do your research and have like low expectations. <laughs> so if your expectations are met, better than, you know, you're doing really good. Um, I think having too high of expectations sometimes on a move can just lead to frustration. So I just kind of like tell people to go with the flow, but do your research. So that's kind of like what I live by. Like I always have low expectations um, in the military being a spouse, but they always seem to surprise me and it always seems to work out in the end. So yeah. And it's interesting because I did interview another military spouse whose husband recently retired and her biggest piece of advice as well for PCF moves was the same thing. If, if you've done it once, you've done it once and they're never the same. So that's so funny that you said exactly <laughs> the same thing. So how about for yourself? What are some of the ways that you kind of can keep yourself grounded then with your family and friends and all of that? Well, I grew up in the house I was brought home to um, in the hospital. So I did not move like the first 18 years of my life. Um, Yeah. And then I actually didn't leave the United States until I moved to Slovenia. So, yeah. So I, you know, I really, I think I shock my parents like every day um, that we've moved so much and lived in so many different places, but yet I Mm -hmm. never moved as a child. Um, You know, I found social media I don't I mean this kind of sounds cliche but like if I didn't have social media I probably wouldn't have all the answers that you know I can get today um I I tend to turn to that for questions about like my next Mm -hmm. duty station about like what friends are already there um you know it's just we live in a time that you can just get everything from your computer so every PCS you know my husband's like oh we're going to Monterey um you know, I know where to like look and to get the information that I need. So, you know, I've often found that I find virtual friends that turn into friends, like in real life. Like I've met you, you know, online and then they turn into my neighbor. Oh, wow. So, I mean, the military is so small and I've done that like a hundred times where each duty station, I meet somebody online and then they become into my real life friend. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah. So I, I think I kind of reach out to people before we get there as kind of like a comfort Mm -hmm. to ask questions, you know, to have a built-in friendship before arriving there. And I think that helps my anxiety a lot. That's just so kind of insightful to know that you know that if you take the steps now to reach out, that that's going to have a payoff for you down the line. Because for so many of us, it's kind of stressful to just reach out to complete strangers or even to ask for help. 
But what I'm picking up from you is that you just don't be afraid to reach out to people and, and make a connection, even if it's a little uncomfortable at first. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think everybody, the first and second PCS are like, what the heck do I do? Like, how do I make friends? I remember having a meltdown in the car as my husband's driving us from our from college to our first duty station after we just gotten married. And I was like, I'm not going to have any friends. Like, this is going to be horrible. He was deploying like a month later. It was a big disaster. I cried at the stoplight. And then not even, I think, three days later, I met my best friend. And <laughs> life was great, you know? So yeah, I think we've all been there. And I think it's okay to be the first person to reach out. You know, everybody has their insecurities, but it's also okay to be that person that like reaches out to someone for help. So tell me, what are some of the things you did when you were in Slovenia in terms of establishing yourself and making some connections there? Well, I think it's important when you're in a foreign country to stay grounded uh, to your roots and your mm -hmm. friends back home. So I I work online as well. So that was helpful. You know, I stayed grounded through work. I started working for um, a military blog and um, it helped me stay connected to my military mom friends that were stateside. Mm. Um, I also volunteered at the embassy. Um, we were a part of like Ljubljana Slovenia's embassy is tiny, like, okay. tiny, <laughs> like 60 Americans, like tiny. Um, so there's really just not that many Americans in Ljubljana. Um, there are quite a, f a few like expats that are also Americans that I also became good friends with. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also found myself making really good friends with locals too. Um, and you know, the time zone or the time difference between the U.S. and Slovenia was very difficult for us um, in terms of talking to our family. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we made it more a point to talk to them when we were in Europe than we do um, on our Pacific Standard Time versus Central Time right now. <laughs> um, I feel like the eight-hour um, time difference worked in our favor a little bit more than the two-hour time difference. Um, so yeah, you just kind of have to make it a point to, you know, stay grounded to your roots and not forget who your family and friends are when living in a foreign country. So that's great. So some of the things that I've heard you say are volunteering. And I've heard that from mill spouses and mill families that say volunteering is such a great way to meet people as well as to support people who are locals and other military families. I'd like to add, I'm sorry, not to like no, 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 cut, cut in there, but I'd like to add that like all your volunteer work um, can lead into like real jobs. That's how I, you know, got my online job was through my volunteer work. I had all this experience through volunteer work that I applied for a job with all my volunteer work and got a job. Oh, that's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think as military spouses, you have to think outside the box and that's a great way to do it. That's exciting to hear that you were able to do all of that. Okay, so Brittany, we've asked about your son, and I've gotten a feeling for you about how you have maintained your grounding and built your community and made your connections through your PCS moves. How do you think it's been for your husband? I'm just kind of curious what it's like for the actual service member. <laughs> it's so funny that you asked me this, um, because when we moved to Slovenia, you know, neither one of us had um, lived outside the country before. But I am the very outgoing, like, person. Like, I have never met a stranger. I have no problems, like, asking questions. He 
definitely married the right person because that is not oh. him. <laughs> like we we make a good team. Um, and he's very personal. It just takes him a little bit longer to become like your friend in conversation mm-hmm. um, than me. Um, so we always joke that you know, I transitioned a little bit better to Slovenia than he did initially. But towards the end, he was doing a lot better than me because he also learned Slovene um, on top of the language that he already um, knew. But it definitely took him a little bit longer than it took me. And then towards the end, he was way better at communicating than me because he spoke their language. Ah, That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And then... You know, I think every time we move back and forth, um, we both transition. Like in the United States, the exact same. Like we have no problems, you know, making friends and reaching out. Um, and now that we've been in or now that, you know, we've been a military family for like nine years mm-hmm. now, um, everywhere we go, we know someone, I feel like. So it hasn't really become, you know, an issue making friends, I guess, now. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I guess everywhere you go, it's new friends, more friends. It's just adding to the to the network and to the pool of, of supports that you have. You're not losing anything. You're just kind of gaining more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we always joke we have friends in every state. Like one day um, we took a long road trip and we named everyone we knew in every state. And then we were like, how many countries do we know people in now? And we we, we have quite a few people on different continents that we know too. So it was kind of fun, like that little game for like an hour, <laughs> like who's who's where that we know, you know? So totally off topic, but when we were moving back from Slovenia, we had this long layover in Toronto, Canada. Like it was like 10 hours. And the blogger that I work for, and I worked with her for a very long time, lives in Toronto. So she was like, hey girl, I'm going to come to the airport and we're going to hang out, you know, me and my family and you. And she came to the airport and we met her and we hung out for that like 10 hour layover. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just life, I guess. I'm just used to it. It seems like it's an understanding that, hey, I help you. You help me. You all know how to support each other. It's just the way we all have each other's backs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And once you have that figured out, like military life is smooth sailing. Like you'll have friends wherever. So Brittany, thank you so much for being with us here today. This has been such great information, great advice that you're sharing. And um, I really appreciate all the encouragement that you have given us and shared with us. And I know our listeners uh, appreciate it as well. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the DOD Be There podcast. Contact the Be There peer support line at 844-357-PEER. That's 844-357-7337. Follow us on Facebook at Be There Peer Support and on Twitter at DOD Peer Support. You can also visit us on our website at BeTherePeerSupport.org.